Welcome to Young and Finch, the podcast created by Korean Millennials. Hey guys, welcome back to Young and Finch. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Brian and Andrew. And for this week's episode, we're excited to present uh, another guest to discuss passion projects. Uh, for this week's guest, he is a music producer, professional in the music industry here in Canada, and a fellow Korean Canadian, Josh Young Jin Kim. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, thank you. Pleasure to be on here once again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you, uh, the audience probably has no clue, but uh, I don't know if it's okay to disclose. It's our, actually, our second time. First one was good, but we went into some uh, technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> but but I believe through that first one, we got to know each other a lot. Yeah. I finally know what these boys look like. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I, th- I believe before than anybody. So actually, well... You guys are guests in the past, or so maybe, nah. but in terms of, I, at least I'm before the audience, I can say that. So it was a sneak peek. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. For the era, no worries. It happens to everyone, so. Yeah. <laughs> just brush, the, don't worry about it. <laughs> Let's just go right into it, shall we? Yeah. So for, I guess for people who don't know you or aren't familiar with, with what you do, um, could you just give our listeners a bit of background about yourself and kind of like what you do? Yeah. As you may or may not know, I am a producer based in Toronto. I am Korean. I was born in Seoul in 95. And yeah, I moved to Japan when I was in grade three due to my dad's promotion at work. Mm. And my mom and I followed him. And we lived in Tokyo for about two years. And then we decided that I should study English in Canada and the typical story of asian parents you know the dad stays in the same country to make money and the mother and the son or the daughter go overseas to you know invest in the invest in the son and the daughter (laughs) (laughs) do you do you still remember how to speak japanese or yes i do i can actually speak but i don't know if i can (laughs) (laughs) can you understand people when they speak japanese and yeah yeah for sure yeah, yeah. i'm kind of jealous um, if you drop me off if you drop me off right now i'll survive no problem Damn. but they'll know that i'm a foreigner though they'll know True. that i'm foreigner. When, how, when, when did you live in tokyo again what's that age um age range 2004 yeah beginning of 2004 to mid 2006 so it's oh, like over okay, so over yeah yeah about two years okay damn i'm kind of like i i would love to love learn japanese but I don't know, just, I'm not good with languages, but anyways. I, I guess it's actually not a hard language to, it, it's kind of related. I mean, I guess it's bad if you think historically. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, but from a person's, like, a, but if you're trying to learn yeah. it, I guess it's kind of good. It's like a kind of correlation, yeah. you know, the. <laughs> like, I don't want to say yeah, anything um, political, but like, if you know, yeah. if you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but um, of course my my heart's always with Korea. Yeah, That's, for that sure, doesn't bro. change. Yeah, but say less. But you know, eighty two, bro. Things like Let's you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, things like there there are things that are just like same. Kabang is kabang in yeah, Japanese. Yeah. Oh. Like kampai, um, kambe. <clears throat> yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, what else? Uh, I love watching anime, so that's why I just ah yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like you know how grandparent our grandparents you say sidepa, mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah. It's actually like derived from Japanese because oh, so uh, in, in Japanese it's it's sleepa. I, I, I remember watching like Korean TV shows. Um, some p- people accidentally say "chotto" um, or like Japanese words to you know like "chokum." Yeah, 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 yeah. They say "chotto" mm. or like say "ippai." Yeah, true. Like to say a lot. Mantanan mm. ganigo. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and then and then the hosts have to correct them. No, no, that's that's not true. <laughs> so I just look at that. I was like, wow, you know, it's still happening. <laughs> So how so how long so when did you move to Canada then? So um grade six yeah I started in grade six yeah. so that's oh six, Feb uh September yeah mm. so I went to middle school called Summit Middle School that's in Coquitlam which is like uh, was it thirty minute drive yeah thirty minute about thirty minute drive from Vancouver mm. oh, okay. man lots of lots of Asians there man I saw more <laughs> Asians. I think I thought white people were a minority. <laughs> like, no, not not trying to you know be like, you know, but I saw so much Asians. Like, I could not believe it. <laughs> I heard Vancouver was actually a lot of Asians and white people, but not so much of other races. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, that that's actually correct. Because at least, well, at least for my school, we had like two or three black guys and girls. Mm. Like just at least from my school, it it was a lot of Asians, man. Yeah. And but we all got along with each other fine mm. through like right. you know, music, yeah. like mutual interests, right? Music, yeah, like yeah. basketball, soccer. We we always, you know, hung out just fine. So I'm, I think we're pretty blessed for that. Would you say, after coming to Toronto, it was more diverse for you? Yeah, for sure. Because um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of. But you know the Toronto lingo; it comes from like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of lots, yeah, true. Lots of like Jamaican influence. I I haven't seen that many Jamaicans ever. Mm-hmm. Really? Like in that's interesting. Not in Vancouver. Oh, it's, in Vancouver, yeah, like, yeah. Like I said it was, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, also I was kind of like at home guy. True. So, I w- I guess I wasn't really exposed to the uh, like the downtown vibes. Like the I guess more, it's like more like the adult vibes, mm-hmm. right? You know, like if if you grow up. And you go to like bars and clubs, and that's when you like get exposed to pretty much everything. Yeah, like comes with age. But, I mean, like, what what are you gonna get as a student, like, mm. who's working to get accepted to university and stuff like that? Not much. The typical Asian that you are. But yeah, when I came to Toronto, though, like, man, they just spoke different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the lingos, everybody's like, "Yo, Wagwan." Like, <laughs> like where the where yeah where, where the things at? And I'm like, what what is a thing? What is a ting? And like my friend would point it to like a girl as a like, that's a ting. I was like, and they'd be like, oh, that's a bad ting or a good ting. I was like, how do you tell between a good ting and a bad ting? And then the other friend was like, yeah, yo, aren't they pretty much like the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's true though. Because <laughs> you, you look at a pretty girl and it's like bad yeah, ting. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. It's a good ting. So I was like, yeah, I didn't get it till I, I guess yeah. I started hanging out with these guys. Probably, like, <laughs> It was, it was pretty different, though. Yeah, for pretty sure. Different. And I'm sure you picked up some lingos here and there while living in Toronto. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Like my coworker used to just greet me with like the nyae. Yeah. Like, he was a he was a real Toronto man. He had like he <gasps> and his friend had like he had, like take this in my work right now. There's a guy with waves. <laughs> like it, it's it's different out here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, gotta stay crispy. Gotta stay crispy, bro. Like, like a funny story I had was um I said. Well, I was living in New York. I said, reach to a friend, right? To, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, shit. Like, 
turtle lingo's coming out. <laughs> you don't yeah, realize people don't know what reach means. In yeah, the or even like like yo, what are you saying? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah, not saying anything. Too. You're like, oh, oh, oh and, like, and and are you dumb? Yo, people yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's not to to our non-Toronto <laughs> yeah. lingo friendly audience. Are, when we say, are you dumb? It's just like, what are you saying? No, it's, it's like, are you it's, serious? Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a question. Like, are you sure? Like, asking for some sort of confirmation or like a you it's know, like it's, re- it's reaffirmation, not, it's not saying, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, it's we're we're not saying you're dumb, but yes, I've seen a case where somebody said that to like an American, and they're like, "Excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Toronto is yeah, definitely sure. an interesting place. But um, did you say you always had a mutual interest in music growing up, and that's one of the things that you know got you uh i guess integrated with your community when you were growing up in vancouver uh yeah but I, my my cases i feel like very unique because I, I i don't have any siblings or i was pretty like i didn't know how to social that well as a kid mm. <laughs> so i didn't really understand the, the fun in the music right until until um grade seven i guess mm. my mom told me herself like as a kid you weren't really interested in music so i thought you know because she likes music and yeah. my dad likes music so i thought they're naturally it's gonna be you know pick up music right away as a kid but i didn't but i guess i guess when i started you know getting into high school and stuff like that's when i just went crazy yeah like i said um i think i already mentioned to you in the, before like my mom is the biggest influence and in why i listen to music the way i do today mm-hmm. My mom's my mom loves Tupac. My mom loves Eminem. Um, she she loves Jay Z. She loves she loves her some of course you know outside of rap she loves her some Nelly Furtado. <laughs> oh shit. Um, Britney Spears obviously. Yeah, obviously. Britney Spears obviously. She used to she used to just like f- read about her all the time. Like I remember like I did not know who Britney Spears was obviously. And she was she would just be telling about how Britney's doing with her new song, like what like her relationship was like Justin Timberlake back in the days. And my dad just like okay. <laughs> On a side note, is your mom like a typical like Korean ajumma, or is she more um, you know what I mean, like more Westernized in a way? Because like I I'm, I'm trying uh, to imagine my mom, and then like she's like a typical like Korean ajumma. Yeah, that's like <laughs> she's so like listening uncommon. to. It. And like her listening to like Jay Z or Eminem, that's, that's, just, that's, that's yeah. jokes, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, she, uh, she is. Yeah, I'd say just think of a typical ajuma, like a good ajuma, like a nice ajuma, not like the gossipy yeah, ones. Yeah. And then just sprinkle of like music taste that um, Western, Western culture interests. Wow. She loves like she likes watching movies. She used to really love watching X Men. Like she used to have like those physical copy movies, mm. stuff like that. Lord of the Rings, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then you look at our physical like album collections. You'll see Usher Confessions album, Linkin Park. Forgot that album with the Indian. I uh, forgot that album. A great album. Mm-hmm. Um, she has Michael Jackson like multiple albums. Miles Davis. Yeah. Uh, she she listens to a lot of different stuff. And honestly. It, it was definitely like her um, influence. It just hit me late. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Didn't you also mention that your mom had like a collection of CDs that you, you know? Can't... Yeah, I, I stole. Yeah, I stole from her. <laughs> the, Usher, the Usher album I took from her. Of course. She doesn't. I don't know if she remembers, but I took. Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I take? Uh, 
was one of the electronic album. like it's it's some it's buried somewhere i i can't find it right now yeah. but like i i took like a good two three like albums from her but yeah i um i felt bad so like when beyonce dropped the album i actually like bought like a nice album and i just gave it to her mm-hmm. but i don't know if she unwrapped it ever <laughs> but yeah it's the, it's the one with the 2014 um drunk in love oh that album yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, great album mm-hmm. so i i was i knew she loves beyonce so i i bought her that I don't know if she still has it though. But yeah, she 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 is a she is a big fan of music. Yeah. So that how did your I guess like segueing into you know you're growing up hitting your adolescence you know university all that how did you transition into going into music production and and wanting to kind of do this? Um, at first, remember back in like 2010s, the early 2010s, we had like a big pop EDM phase. Definitely. With like with like the I guess Lady Gaga, Pitbull, and all that. Yeah. So at th- when when that when that era hit, I wanted to be a DJ, right? Because it looks so cool. <laughs> all these like 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 Tiestos and the David Guetta's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, they can move the crowd like that. Yeah. It's just crazy, right? The p- people go from the DJ's perspective. There, you're playing music that people can enjoy too, and that kind of hit me hard. I was like, yeah, damn, I want to do something like that. And at first, that's what I was pursuing, and then I realized it's like. There's a lot of money, man. <laughs> DJ yeah. DJ equipment's really expensive, mm-hmm. and and I was eventually like, oh man, this is like too much work. Like, I mean, who's gonna hire someone like me? You know, you need a lot of connections in that, right? So I was like, kind of laying low. I mean, I did do DJ for like a few. I think I told you before, like University of Waterloo. That's where I went for university, and like we have a we have a like a little pub slash uh, club hybrid called the bomb shelter r.i.p will miss you yeah i dj'd it there um it was a great experience but yeah like other than that um i didn't do much right so i was like man what should i do and then it's the early uh, i guess like a mid 2010s then all these surge of producers you know it's like back in the days producers didn't really have too much tags and stuff like that yeah so it was like there wasn't too much focus on the producers but it's like i guess with the social media and the producer tag, you know, Metro Boomin mm-hmm. and all that. Producers were getting as popular as the artists, mm-hmm. right? If if not if not more. Yeah. I'm just looking at that. Oh my god, that's so crazy! And a lot of trap music have beats that are just when you just listen to the beats, it sounds so cool, right? It just gets you going. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, I'm gonna try making beats. And man, it sucked in the beginning, <laughs> but it it took me like a good. You gotta start somewhere, two, right? Three years. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and I'm more curious yeah. to see how you develop from the beginning till now. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like I'm sure it's a skill, right? Producing, and like you worked on it and then honed it to make it what it where it is right now. And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. like I'm sure people that are interested in wanting to get into music is like they're probably thinking, and I I I was the one also thinking this as well where. To get into music, you need. There's so many things that you need to break into it. Like you said, one of the mm. connections. You need the skills, but I think ultimately, um, how you got into it is how most people get into it, just by naturally getting. You know what I mean? There's no like, yeah, I want to get into yeah. it, and then, you know. Yeah, with unfortunately, with like everybody saying, "Yo, I want to do music." Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to rap because it looks cool, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, for, for guys like girls, you know, love rappers or singers. And they're like, oh, man, I want to do that. You know, everybody has different 
reasons why they want to try. Yeah. But I guess it's because of that, you know, it's a lot of big, big saturations. Unfortunately, yes, for I, I really think a musician things hit like right things at the right time. It's 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 really like that. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just, I'd say, yeah, a lot of fortunate. I was quite fortunate to be where I'm mm-hmm. at. I mean, although I still think I'm still so far away right. from my definition of making it, mm-hmm. but. Just looking back to when I started and people were like, yo, like you make beats mm-hmm. like like I was getting these comments like you're like, yo, come on, man, that that, that ain't it. Right. <laughs> a, lot of people, a, lot, a lot of doubters. And yeah. you know what? That's OK. That's OK. You're supposed to have these doubts in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that then, you know, because nobody starts out great. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and then when people criticize you, that's and you should use that as a source of like a motivation right. to do better. Right. And that's how you grow, right? And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how things have been for me. Even now, I get a lot of criticisms. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, I work with a lot of artists in my camp, um, Alon Wave and Crescent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes they just be like, yo, I don't like this beat. Then it is what it is. I mean, it makes me kind of slightly <laughs> irk. I mean, not going to lie to you. Cause I, I just spent like two hours making this beat, man. <laughs> it kind of hurts a little <laughs> like, bit. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. But you know what? That makes me go like, oh, you don't like that? Okay, fine. What about this one? And then like it'll yeah. it'll eventually hit, yeah. right? And they'll be like, yeah. oh shit, you leveled up, or mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's that's how mm-hmm. it should be. Yeah, and kind of I'm, hitting yeah. back to your point where you say you were at the right place at the right time. I'm sure you were grinding and again like practicing your skills to make it so that then the opportunity did come. You know, you were ready, kind of thing. Uh, that sounds yeah, very cliche yeah. but yeah it is but but it is what yeah no it, way around yeah, it exactly. man so if if you have if you somehow start yes if you started yesterday and blow up today you're using bots bro <laughs> you, that's not natural you, you're doing something yeah. very artificial <laughs> or like a one-hit wonder <laughs> yeah yeah yep true yeah. yeah i mean but even for one hundred, it, it, it takes time for it to build up <laughs> yeah but yeah i know what you're trying to say like i i, I agree yeah, but um, yeah, to all the anyone that's listening to this trying to get into music, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna be hard, man. For sure, you're gonna, you're gonna sweat. I don't know about crying. I don't. I don't think I ever cried <laughs> doing this. But yeah, you, who knows? It depends on who you are. You might cry a little bit. <laughs> but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But um, but if you stop, then th- that's the end. Yeah, that's that's really it. I mean, but that can be applicable to you guys too. Yeah. I mean, you guys keep you know coming up with topics keeps the audience engaged and they come back for more right mm. and that's how you grow your fan base and yeah like you're and you get better mm-hmm. exactly every yeah. recording hopefully yeah i mean it's like it's like for everything yeah <laughs> yeah if you're putting the work then the work will prove itself sorry of course of course it's very cliche but like people say rome wasn't built in one day right <laughs> That is cliche. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> young and finch yeah. podcast wasn't built in one day. But like, I, I think what's important is like, you fall in love with that process. Like, even when things aren't going well, even when you know you get all these criticism, like, yeah, like if you don't believe in yourself and if you fall for that criticism and just kind of let everything, like, drown you, then then you're not gonna make it. And you're gonna quit. But it's it's those people that like persevere and like, you know, use that as motivation because some criticism can be great. It, it it's like a real. Um, genuine feedback on things that you need to improve and yeah. um if, yeah if you you know take it and if you look at it in a different lens then i think and if you just keep going at it then 
eventually like something might happen and i think in this case that is something what happened to us and something what happened to you too it's like somebody noticed your work and then you know that just opened up a different door and now you have all you're working with all these different um you know artists and and producers and things like that so yeah for sure but yo do you guys get the feeling sometimes like you know when you let's say you do something you have a product right and then you send it to your friends and they kind of overly criticize like more than (laughs) usual like you know what i'm trying to say like do you get that feeling sometimes (laughs) because i definitely got that a lot like people who like let's say let's say um example would be like a playboy cardi right his music sometimes is an acquired taste for sure you agree because the way he kind of delivers and flows but his fans love him right But if you send the same people who love Play With Cardi and that kind of music, mm-hmm. they have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a different feedback. I don't know if that's because you're not Play With Cardi or <laughs> you're starting out and it just they're just not used to you doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. But do you, do you get that feeling sometimes? Because I do, for sure. I think it's important to distinguish what type of criticism is it's helpful to you yeah. and which is not. Because, yeah, like exactly. you said, there are people that have different types of styles that they like. Yeah. Or different genres. So someone that, you know, th- might not listen to podcasts for our for ex- our example, right? Mm-hmm. Someone that doesn't not doesn't li- listen to podcasts and say, Oh, your podcasts are too long. You know, that's like that's like <laughs> Bro That's like, you know you heard Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Those are type of criticism that I would kind of brush away, right? Yeah. yeah but if there was sure. something that was helpful, then obviously I would try to listen and yeah. see what I can improve on my end. But you know, you gotta pick your poison, right? It's, yeah. Yeah, so you can't, you can't, sure. you can't yeah. satisfy everyone. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you could only do what's best for the audience that you have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And potential, obviously, potential listeners. Are, <laughs> well, not potential is yeah. always welcome. Yeah, exactly. Always welcome. <laughs> kind of circling back, you mentioned your camp. Um, I think it, our listeners might be curious to know how you kind of got set up with you know you're kind of with a team now like a label and you've been working with a group of artists and things like that we featured a lot of your songs on our stories because you know to say the least thank your, you man. Your, your music actually Jeez. slaps right like Jeez. the songs that we you know <laughs> we put up there for a reason but how did you kind of uh get connected with that and, and get si- you know signed on a, onto like a team and a label and everything yeah so my frequent collaborator, uh, Alon Wave, he's actually my high, a friend from my high school. Oh, okay. We went to high school together. Yeah. Um, he's always shown me his kind of passion for love, but I honestly, for, for, passion for, sorry, not love. Well, I guess <laughs> that is, but passion for music. What am I saying? <laughs> but I've always seen like he always loved music. Yeah. And But I didn't quite expect him to become, like pursue a rap career, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we connected after uh high school and he was showing interest and this was around the time i started becoming interested in beat making yeah and i was like oh shit you make music and then oh shit you rap and kind of we just kind of started connecting again and we had tried to collaborate here and there but we kind of it was hard for our styles were very different because my styles were a lot of trap like down south yeah you know, like the like the Migos and the the Gucci Mane yeah. and the I love Future them. and <laughs> I love I love them yeah, too. I just love them. Yeah, sorry. But but Alan is more like a melodic rapper, so mm-hmm. it, he and he loved a lot of the Asian hip hop vibes. You know, like the kind of like the Pendomecos, like the 
Kugi and stuff like that. Like, yeah, so it was like a lot of getting to know each other. And then he dropped, I don't know if you heard his song, To the Moon. It's a banger. Mm. It's, mm. it's so good. Honestly, check it's it my, out. one of my favorite songs. Yeah, you, you love, like, the, from the beats to the, his delivery, it's, it's literally a perfect Asian hip-hop song, right. in my opinion. And that song, I think, is what he released on, uh, you know, Spotify. And then that kind of, I think, caught the attention of our now manager, uh, Kane DeBeer. And they got into conversations. And then eventually he got signed to his team, mm. which is the Lunar Cycle. Mm. Okay. And, and when he got signed, I was like, oh, shit. And I started sending him beats. <laughs> and... At first, it was like hit like the all misses, and then I sent him one beat, and that became Fig Eight. Hey. That was the first beat. Like he was like, "Oh fuck, I think we got something mm. here." And man, best believe we did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Yeah, for real. Because he, you know, he got Eric Reprit, who is, um, I mean, now he's pretty well known. I feel like in Canada now, he's currently nominated for Juno Awards. Mm. He's going against like Nav. Um, Damn. 88 Glam. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's Jeez. he's nominated. I think it might... When's the Juno Awards? I know it's like tomorrow? I think it's like soon, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's very soon. So, man. But this was before his nomination, obviously. And he we got his feature. And even back then, he was pretty popping. Like, he got like millions of views just on Spotify on his songs. So the fact that we got his feature, I, I still can't believe it. But we did. And that... And we dropped Fig 8 on February, in February 2020. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew, like, it began, right? It began. <laughs> it, it, it hit, things hit at the right time. Was that your first big song? For sure. Yeah. For sure. yeah no, I, I listened to Fig 8. It was great. Yeah. I, I have it on my running track. I think I told you this before. But... <laughs> yeah. Fig 8 and Thank Scary you, Obsession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That song, I didn't think it would even go that far because I was... When I was making that beat, I was in the process of moving mm-hmm. to a new place. So I was actually at my friend's place. I was crashing at his, <laughs> my friend's place. I didn't have any studio equipment. It was just straight from like a laptop, some shitty audio quality. Right. And then he was like, yo, this is this is something. We, I, I have something. I heard it. I was like, whoa. Like how? I didn't even know you could have that kind of you know flow on this mm. beat mm-hmm. so it was it was yeah and then it was like and then next mo- next week he's like yo i got this guy called eric reprit i was like i was like oh who's that and i looked at it, i was like, oh damn this guy's popping <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's like that was the yeah that was it yeah i mean rest is history that was a history but yeah. <laughs> i don't think i'm there yet but for history but yeah it was it was a it was a very humbling moment mm. yeah because i've been grinding for i've been starting making i started making beats since 2016 right mm-hmm. yeah so it took me good four years to get something yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually recognizable in you know public eyes mm-hmm. yeah that's dope man congrats bro <laughs> thank you man hey all you musicians out there it's it's tough it took me four years it took me four yeah. years yeah <laughs> yeah um i'm sure it'll build up from now so just keep doing your thing man yeah, thanks man I want to say the same for you guys. You know, I I see. I thought when you guys, I don't know how we added each other, but but um, 
you guys have grown pretty substantially since then. I at least I feel like so. I know you guys are doing the right thing. Yeah. So keep it up for you guys. Respect, soon. We always respect, we always remember respect. the A ones from the day ones. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. For sure. I have a question. How do you come up with these? Like, I don't know anything about music, so it's like, what's the step by step process of you like forming these beats? Like, I always see like those Instagram reels. It's like people take samples off like tunes from like 1945, and like they'll like they'll, they'll like stretch it out or something, and then like add some funk, some funky beat to it or something. Like, I, I think I, there was a video about Little Wayne. Um, I don't know. He, what six foot seven? Foot? Yeah, yeah, that one exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The banana, so like, the banana boat, banana boat song. Yeah, that's that. Okay, that's that's off the charts. So it's like, do you do do you do that process, or or is it like an individual thing where you add like the drums or like the beat, or or is, or is there a bit of both? Uh, yeah, it's like mix of everything. It really depends on the uh sample you're finding, mm. but I feel like the pre there should be a prerequisite in beat making. It's just it's just love for music, and you've heard enough songs to kind of understand how basic structures go yeah. right i mean i like to personally sample a lot of city pop music because mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. like it it really resonates with my identity mm-hmm. yeah for sure and i guess the sound alone likes mm-hmm. too you know and it really depends on the beat like um have you guys listened to rare candy yeah yeah so that song was already like full like the, the sample was already pretty full so all i did was add modernized like hip-hop uh drums mm-hmm. and then i added a little like a guitar rift just to make it to go with the 808 yeah. and yeah and damn alan did his thing there <laughs> i was like whoa i was like it's not i can i i didn't think it was my beat at first that's like i can recognize it until it starts hitting i was like oh wait okay yeah. <laughs> this is this is really good <laughs> you don't get hit with like copyright issues when, when things like that happen so that, see that's all strategic now so um it i feel like if you sample something that's from north america yeah 99% of the time it's copyrighted yeah. mm-hmm. you have to you know get into conversations but there's some countries that are different in music copyright laws compared to american yeah. like the north american standards yeah. so there is kind of loopholes but i don't think i should really say that <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah it's um but there's also things where the owner of the original songs yeah. right they'll have to see that there is an actual profit like because it's like all lawyer situation like you have to there's money to get paid right yeah. you have to pay money to get paid mm-hmm. so yeah it's um for ex- uh what's a good example oh you know juice world's um uh what's his biggest yeah, Lucy yeah, James, yeah. right yeah yeah so that famously samples yeah. thing yeah right yeah. i i heard that um because of because they literally the whole beat yeah. is pretty much that yeah and they just added jumps yeah, to yeah. it right so i heard that sting actually claimed like 80 to 90 percent of the profit of the song yeah i saw that too it's crazy 80 90 percent. so it's like fuck yeah it's like over a billion views on spotify alone yeah that alone should give you like a millions of dollars so you're telling me if you made a million a good 900k goes straight to sting's estate damn yeah so there's there's you could wind up in situations (sighs) like that yeah yeah but without it like the banger wouldn't have been made right like there would be no lucid dreams without it yeah so it's kind of like uh is it worth it but, but that song was like exactly the same. I don't know like how they, what they were thinking. That song, like the beat is exactly the same. That's kind of like, the whole thing though, right? Yeah. With sampling, it's like it's history repeats itself. Artists keep recycling the same melodies, the same chord progressions, and then they just reintroduce it with new 
genres and new artists right yeah i feel like that's happened all the time with with music not only hip-hop yep that's that's honestly the beauty of music like you can take some things and just make it more advanced mm. yeah for sure you know and and now here's the thing right now the people that like, we know about it now because it's the sting's original yeah. song so there's also people that don't know about that song and now they're gonna go back to and listen to his mm. song you know, it's like it's like there's yeah, there's money but there's also being like knowledge being ex- exchanged right, right. So I feel like it's good for music in general. So Yeah, for sure. It reminds me of that those videos on YouTube where people react to people watching them and then the other person will react to them watching them. <laughs> react to that. That's, that's too meta, bro. It's too meta. <laughs> it's like some TikTok, TikTok, the duet shit. It's like sharing, yeah. we're all sharing knowledge, sharing videos. <laughs> and everyone get, it's a win-win-win. <laughs> yeah, but... um. Uh, yeah, we kind of have, well, went off topic, but what? How I know it's? I mean, first of all, you, you, the the sample has to resonate with the producer, obviously, yeah. and based on what they make, they can probably shape that. You know, when you mention stretching, yes, you have to stretch. You know, Pop Smoke, for example. I don't know if you listen to Laura's music. There's a song called Scenario by Pop Smoke. Mm-hmm. It's in one of his first album. Um, he sampled Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh no way! Uh, Yo, that, yeah, that actually sounds um, pretty sick. It, no, the beat's crazy, yeah. bro. If you like the down south, it, down. Like, it's it's on rotate right now. Listen yeah, to yeah, the scenario. Yeah. Let me know, yeah. I love pop song. Oh, yeah, scenario, but okay, but yeah, he, yeah. but he samples. Oh, I forgot his name. You know, have you watched Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. too? Yeah, the one with the the guy octopus uh, the, guy the, the octopus. Yeah, so <laughs> there's a his that's his theme song, I believe. Uh, oh, it's like the yeah. the Blackheart something, right, or some shit like that. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't I don't remember the yeah, details, yeah. but I just remember it so because he used to scare the shit out of me as a kid, but. I was like, where did I hear this theme song from? I, I, I went on like whosampled.com and it was like, oh God, it's from this? Damn. It's Wait, childhood. it's not like the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song, right? It's not like that. No, 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 no. It's not that one, right? Yeah, yeah, it can't be. It's the villain's theme song. It's the villain's theme song. But yeah, it's, and he, so the producer stretched that, looped that, and then Pot Smoke just talking his gangster shit. I was like, oh my goodness, that's create, that's, that's fire. That's amazing. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, it's like a whole different musical world that like I'm I, I have no idea. It's yeah. just like damn. That's... You went from Disney to the streets of New yeah. York, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. I feel like as a producer, doesn't that like once you start thinking about music and sounds in that way, like aren't you just constantly like analyzing everything that's going on? Like you're like, oh, could this be a sample? Could this be manipulated? Mm-hmm. Like oh, like this could be used there. Like uh, yeah, you just can't enjoy I, it I anymore, you, guys... you know. <laughs> No, I. Here's the thing. Like, it gets analytical. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, if you're really into sports, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say take my mom and us. Mm-hmm. We watch basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be different things going through yeah, our mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like we we look at how these guys run, how how they shoot. My mom's just gonna be amused. It's just balls. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it's a yeah. You're right. Perspectives can be a lot different. And yo, another thing I noticed recently, very nerdy thing. I listen to music. I know where the 808's from. I know like exactly where the claps are from, yeah, where the yeah. kicks are from. Like I, I'm just, I recognize and I'm just like thinking to myself, oh Jesus, like, that's kind of nerdy. <laughs> hey man, if you are professional at something, um, that means that you know every de- like the little details. Yeah, that's that's what what professionalism means mm-hmm. apparently. So mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. Well, shit, I I'm humbled. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'll accept that. It's just, it's just pretty cool to see like. Oh yeah, that I used that yesterday. Yeah, like because 
similar to how you know how music has like sounds that are popular at the moment yeah that's the same for producers mm-hmm. there are certain 808 the, the basses and the kicks that are just popular right now yeah mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. yeah it's it's producers will know what I mean. mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but yeah i have a it's like that question kind of mm-hmm. on to this question if okay. you will um or i guess what you were just talking about but like in terms of analytical and stuff that you want to create right where do you find that balance of what people want but at the same time what you want to create you know what i'm saying uh yeah i try to i try to balance it between uh, three things of course i want a mix of like i want a sprinkle of like popular sounds mm-hmm. obviously yeah because that's what people are gravitating that's what the clubs are playing mm-hmm. parties are playing i also want to play what people are listening to yeah um you know we have a yeah we have had a huge resurgence of city pop so it's an opportunity for someone like me mm-hmm. right now who's enjoying like that kind mm. of stuff. And lastly, I do need to take into consideration of what the artist is capable of. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask Alon <laughs> Wave to rap like Lil Wayne on a Millie. Yeah. That's practically impossible. Mm-hmm. I can't give him a I can't give him a beat like that goes like 6 foot 7 foot <laughs> and then expect him to go crazy like no, that's not. Yeah. But yeah, there is a balance of those three things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that makes a good not amazing record but a good record <laughs> actually on to that like have you ever are there any songs or any interactions where you felt like you had to kind of sacrifice your produ- like production integrity like your creativity for the better of the project like you said i feel like it's compromise with each with each kind of like track right so was there any instance where you're kind of like man like I really want to do this thing, but for the sake of the quality or for the sake of the song, like let's cut that out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's um, like I said, I started producing because of like hard trap yeah. artists, right? So my old ones were hit really hard hitters, <laughs> like like very hard hitting, like <laughs> like stuff Future would like love. And stuff like that but you know but the artists i'm working with they're not future yeah they can't talk about having multiple women or well, like <laughs> banging in the street <laughs> dealing selling drugs yeah. it is, none of my none of my people i work with are like that yeah, right yeah <laughs> so yeah of course i have to learn how to adapt yeah. better but thanks to that though you know when i work with crescent He's more like a kind of more like Wayne mm-hmm. type, like rap, rap rapper. So I can give him something hard mm-hmm. that he can still rap. You know, that's the result we got for Not Halal Song, right? I gave him a beat that's like something ASAP Ferg would sound great on. Yeah. But I know he's capable of rapping like Ferg. Mm-hmm. So I gave him that. He did amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, co producer Nani Beats. He stuck that um, afghan uh sample in the beginning as an intro yeah. and i was like that was amazing because crescent is an afghan mm-hmm. and just having an afghan sample and going rapping like little Wayne, that's that was amazing and of course the result was it was pretty clear we ended up on you know new music friday canada like northern bars hey. like, like the audience we knew that the audience were reacting positively yeah. to it mm-hmm. so yeah yes like when you're making music right you take consideration of like analytical what's popular today you know some of your ideas you want to put in um just want to gauge how like what and 
what are some of your inspirations and like some of things that you like personally like rappers or music wise mm. like who am i listening to right now that like yeah that or like who do you who what who inspires you to make your type of music or like the type of music that you're trying to make at the moment like general i guess uh yeah um a lot of producers mix of producers and artists obviously you know future is one of them okay. future little Wayne, drake mm-hmm. because he kind of pushed that toronto sound yeah right? yeah yeah um so yeah and uh, and producer wise i don't know if you guys know scott storch have you guys heard of the name so he he in the two that he's still a really good producer right now but in the 2000s his sound was everywhere mm-hmm. like um 50 cent just a little bit disco inferno mm. um what else is a really big song oh uh dr dre still dre he produced mm. that oh shit classic the piano clink clink yeah, clink yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he would yeah, 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 yeah. scott storch um i don't know fat joe lean back mm. oh my god mm. scott storch yeah oh shit um, damn all of he has he had the he had the, the bangers industry yeah. unlocked yeah and just looking at that honestly I will never reach the level he is. Hey, man. Don't hey, say man. that. Don't yeah, say that. I mean, you never nah, know. It's just... We believe I, you will achieve. <laughs> all right? <laughs> no, but he, he's one in a billion talent. Like, yeah, no, but like, for real, though, I would... I, like... I don't think you should make that an angle, but, like, if you just keep doing your <laughs> shit, it's like... Maybe maybe you could get there, right? Like, you never know. I yeah. Think, yeah. And then, yeah, then there's Metro Boomin, obviously. Mm, he, yes, he helped push that, like, yeah. dark like ominous sound yeah. you know one of my probably all-time favorite production from him is x you know with 21 Savage. yeah yeah like if you actually listen to the beats there's so many lyrics Dang, to it yeah it's like four different parts of the beat i was like dang how does he make it when i first heard it, i was like how does he make it so dynamic mm-hmm. and the sound sounds so fire yeah <laughs> and yeah. 21 just like floats on that beat right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> future too so and yeah those two are definitely one of the probably the biggest producers to ever impact me and yeah that's like where i'm at you know yeah do you try to like emulate any of their songs or of course i did uh, of course i did <laughs> and then scott storch i uh, didn't really end up too well because he's 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 just up there man yeah, yeah but metro booming yeah like i use a lot of the still today still this they use a lot of the drums that he used okay if you listen to his beats carefully there's this like very similar 808 in all the songs mm-hmm. if you look so let's say if you listen to bad and bougie hey. or like um i don't know tunnel vision by kodak mm-hmm. it's very very similar 808 mm-hmm. wait for those new beginners what what's 808 it's the bass just boom oh, the kick yeah okay, the, okay, okay. the the thing that makes your car go oh, okay. car steers go the thing that makes you go eh in a club gotcha gotcha um, I know you kind of talked about like your inspirations and your influences, things like that. Like, I'm one- wondering, has your, uh, you mentioned city pop and, you know, your, your background in growing up in Japan and things like that. But like, has there been any influence coming in from like your Korean heritage and things like that? Cause I know Korean hip hop has been blowing up, you know, in, in, alongside k-pop and k-indie all these things like k-hip-hop has been blowing you know there's a lot of there's a lot of action going on there but i wonder wanted to know like did your background as a korean canadian have any effect in terms of your sound your 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 path and your development yeah yeah um before i got into hip-hop i was big into like k-pop and uh, my mom too obviously yeah. and um i used to watch jyp just 
man, man, man's talented. Oh, he is. Like with yeah. the product, with the product, he does his choreography. So he does productions. Yeah. I was like, dang, yeah, 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 he sings yeah. pretty well. Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of like JYP did a lot of productions for you know people that are in JYP. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, and for sure, he was, and his sounds like when I listen to his beats, it's like it matches the era. Like compared to like um, if you compare it to like North America, mm-hmm. yeah. Like he he did well staying on top of production styles yeah. that were popular internationally, and um, I listened to a bit of like Tiger JK. Mm. Oh, fire! He he, yeah man. Um, A forty five and not another one. Hey, yeah. you know, like it was really dope. It's like New York hip hop, yeah. yeah. you know, like the old school New York hip hop. And yeah, of course he had, like that. That was had a lot of impact on me too. How I kind of view music. Mm-hmm. It's like you you can be an Asian and do like an American sound, yeah, and you'll still look so cool. Like, <laughs> if if anything, you can do it better sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think you can use that to your advantage because you do have that Korean background, but you're not like 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 first generation Korean. You have like that experience with both cultures. Yeah. So I think um, in a way that could be advantage because you know like both you know style of music pretty well. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's also like a shock value too. Like, I somebody told me I look like I produce for like Psy, right? Mm. I look- <laughs> <laughs> wait, what do you? Wait, what yeah. do you mean you look like you produce for Psy? What does that mean? Yeah. Wait, Psy's a banger. I told him I make beats. Bro, who said I, that? I, I told, I told, I well back in like um university when I started making beats, I was like, and I go like I was like I, t- I would tell them, hey, I make beats. It's like, oh, what kind of beats? It's like, oh, uh, like Migos, like Future, I'm like what? You look like you produce for like the next big K-pop act, oh. like Psy. I was like, oh, fuck, is that stereotype like, coming? I don't in? know. I, I, Damn, that's some ignorance, bro. Yeah. yeah, we don't want none of that. But when I played them my beats, there's like this show. They're like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. shit, yeah. and then I realized there's good in that too. Yeah. It's like shock value, you know. Like if I if I see, let's say you guys don't know me, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I suddenly play this beat, let's say decisions <laughs> beat, yeah. or scary obsessions yeah. beat. I I tell you I produce that. No, that would, Wouldn't you be shocked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you be yeah, shocked? Yeah, real. exactly. No, Mind honestly, uh, yeah. So it it sometimes plays well on my favorite. Yeah, it's a glass half full mentality. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Just in terms of what you've been doing, I know like twenty twenty was a big was like a busy year for you. You dropped you know bear bear music, and this year you started off with scary obsessions and and things like that. So like, what's 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 cooking for you? Like, what what are some future plans for you? What are you working on right now um, that you want to share with with our listeners and that we can kind of look forward to? Um, I have a songs completed and cooking up with Alon. Hey. Um, so you can expect some bangers. Um, I think these tracks I have with him in the vault are some of my most favorite yet. Hey. So I think and 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 it's and humbly speaking. It's a lot coming from me if I say something like this because um, we, we consider ourselves as perfectionists. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put out mediocre stuff. We want to make sure it's we like it first. Yeah. yeah. Right? And we love it. So yeah, that's coming to you soon, I believe. You'll see it when I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, for sure. For we'll sure. love it. But, but I, what I'll do is um, just to make the uh, audience a little jealous, I'm going to send you a little snippets to you guys. Hey, yeah. respect. <laughs> Sorry, audience, but you'll hear it yeah. soon. <laughs> I'm down. But yes. Um. Got more with Crescent. I sent him a bunch of beats recently. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm also trying to reach out to people like Uptown Boy Band to for a collab. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But they're pr- making a big 
pretty big noise in the city, yes, uh, especially with the Asian community. So shout out to you guys. Hope to work with you guys sometime yeah. soon. Yeah. And yeah, it's just just doing me. Dope. <laughs> Okay. Um, just before we wrap up, we'll run through some quick rapid fire questions. Uh, what's one of the most underrated rappers in your opinion at the Ooh. moment? At the moment. Underrated. Like, damn, these guys definitely deserve more recognition that they're getting. I'm gonna say three people. Mm-hmm. Okay. But first of all, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna say Alon and Crescent because hey. those are my mm-hmm. boys. Respect, they deserve respect. more recognition. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I feel like it's uh, Denzel Curry. Mm. because Denzel man I wish I I mean his biggest songs are like the ones that have been memed the most <laughs> but if you listen to his catalog man the man can't rap his ass off like and he's a big fan of Naruto so I have like a soft spot for that <laughs> but yeah Denzel is so underrated man I, I wish he could get bigger because every project he drops I can't skip it it's all good <laughs> it's, it's rare to come across artists like that who can just make products, uh, p- projects that are no skips. Yeah. So if you guys don't know him, definitely check mm-hmm. him out. Like, man, this is bangers after bangers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check him out. What about you guys? I would say Lonzo Ball and Damien Lillard. <laughs> really? And Lonzo Dax. Ball. And Dax. Oh, they're Dax. Dax is good. Yo, Damien Lillard can l- rap. Oh, he can shit, really I forgot rap. they're rappers. Yeah, I totally saying. forgot. He, he can, yeah, he can yeah. really rap. So, underrated. Yeah, but Damian Lillard, oh, I actually pay attention to his raps. He can, he yeah. can. I think, I think right now he might be the best basketball player. Rapper. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, Is sure. that a genre now? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many rappers, well, basketball rappers. All right, next question. Would you rather be a stud, but smell unwashable? Or would you rather be ugly and smell amazing? Ladder. I'd be ugly, but smell good. What's the reason? Uh, well, I mean... I think I think my girl won't leave me, <laughs> even if I'm ugly. It's committed, right? It's a commitment, right? It's too late for her. <laughs> <laughs> She's locked in now, bro. <laughs> uh, sorry, you can't get out. Ain't no way out, man. <laughs> You're stuck in Alcatraz. <laughs> yes, sir. I can't escape, bro. Yeah, because what's what the what's guys? the point of smell like looking handsome if you smell like shit, man? Like no no one's gonna be around I mean, you. If I look ugly, at least other girls won't approach me. You know. That's Damn. True. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag loyal. <laughs> I would actually choose the prior because I could just plug up the nose of the girl. <laughs> of the girl. <laughs> Spray shit ton of uh, Dior Sauvage, man. Yeah, dude. I know it will come off, but I gotta try my best to hide it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you guys have smelled really bad because I work in healthcare and I've sometimes I've smelled like the worst thing possible or while working and i'm just imagining that smell on a really good looking guy like if i smell that and you're, if you're looking really good i don't, I don't care like get out <laughs> like i don't want to yeah. talk to you you know <laughs> but hey it's like both both are like not ideal but it's yeah you know the lesser of evils i guess yeah would you rather have dry season for one year or would you rather have no <laughs> alcohol for one year yeah no alcohol <laughs> no alcohol but I don't know. It's hard to give a henny, man. Yeah, henny. No alcohol. No alcohol. Because we're all we're all down bad. COVID season. I'll probably try to sneak in. It's though. not more so about the sex, but more so about me not drinking alcohol. Because I don't drink that much. That's cap. True. 
What do you mean this cat? <laughs> yeah, it's not about it's not about getting laid. It's about healthy lifestyle. <laughs> no, it's it's for me. It's not. So <laughs> maybe maybe for you, Josh, but not for me. Sorry. True. Is it is it both for you, Josh? Uh, I'm gonna say for one year. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna have to give up the alcohol. No, one, year, one, one year is long. Oh, why is alcohol. that? Because you like sex. Sorry. Because I don't want a dry season. <laughs> So he likes sex better than alcohol. Mm-hmm. All right, let's not. He wants. Not, he wants. He wants, to, he wants to precipitate. He wants that precipitation. <laughs> yeah, <right>? bro. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not capping though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not capping either. <laughs> okay. Next question. I have a question. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Roger, if you can work with one artist right now, who are you picking? I know I said Wayne last yeah. time, but right now it's Drake. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> I kind of want to work with That'd Drake. Yeah, have you have you have you seen this man's house? Yo, bro, I was there last week. Like, bridal bridal path. Oh, you, bro, this insane. man lives in a palace, man. He lives like a sour Saudi prince in in bridal yeah, path, dude. Man. It's crazy. Bro, if, if people are coming <laughs> to check out your house, like like a fucking tourist site, like it's it's humongous. Like there's people outside and security outside, and I was just yeah. driving by. Man, bro. why'd you, you why'd you have to switch up on Lil Wayne like that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> CLB coming soon, man. Certified lover boy. Yeah, yeah. If okay, I feel like I feel like Drake. Even if I don't work with him, if I just get like a shout out in the story, man, watch that Ooh, pop up. Pop, watch me pop off. Man. You're set. That's that's yeah. the best uh, exposure you, you can get. Yeah. But 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 at heart, yes, it's still Little Wayne because it's just like what I grew up yeah. on. He's the man I grew up on. Pause. Is that pause? <laughs> no, it's not sure. But yeah, just yeah, just. It just it would be like a moment where if I get a song with him and it's good, mm-hmm. I'd be like, man, I can retire right now. Yeah, because yeah, it's just like doing music with somebody you consider as like a music god. Yeah, then yeah, but 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 right now, right at this moment, Drake, man. Yeah, well, you gotta hit <laughs> up you gotta hit up Drake's house and start handing out your resume or something. Just give it to the security. He'll pass it on to Drake. <laughs> I'm a code that resume. I'm a list out all the playlists I've been yeah. on. And all the people I've worked with, I'm gonna give it to her like, bam. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might gold code it too. I don't That's know. It. It catches That's attention. It. Yeah. And then and then I probably have a send a message why I deserve to be on CLB. <laughs> it'll 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 be good for diversity, racial diversity, <laughs> in 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 his catalog. Because yeah. I know he likes to jump on like other people's songs. Oh my like god. UK or like, so add Korea in the mix. <laughs> I, I know he likes BTS or something. I just yeah, I think he like. He's cool with them or something. Really? I could be that bridge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I could get him into K-pop, man. And- I really hope that happens, man. I'd be fucking fire. <laughs> we would not I'd be, be like, happy. yo, we had this guy at our podcast at one point. Now he's making yo, beats with Drake. Man, ima- ima- imagine, man, Drake goes on to like Inky Guy or something, man. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Bro, I'm just, I'm picturing him say something in Korean and I'm cringing. He'd be like, <laughs> or some shit like that. I'm like, oh my god. Fucking to be joke. fair, he might. He he's a, he looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. True. Fucking jokes. But yeah. All right, wrap it up. Why, Jimmy? Do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, you can uh, find me humbly everywhere, um, <laughs> <laughs> whether it's real life or on social media at Josh Young Jin Kim. Yes, sir. Um. You can also find me on Spotify. Pretty much all music platforms. Mm. Just that type of Young Jin. Um, I'm the one with my branding includes a tiger. So I should be pretty easy to yeah. find. Yeah. Tiger because, you know, that's Korea's most symbolic animal. Yes, and it's my, my dad went to 
Korea Korea University mm, mm. and that's their that's their mascot mm. so that's that's my that's my go to symbol yeah. there hey. but yeah um appreciate all you guys for having me no problem really dope to once again I know I said this last time but it's really dope to be on a platform where we all share like very similar experience yes, you know and um we understand the struggle of being ah being a minority i mm. guess yeah yep. though there's so many koreans mm. <laughs> being a minority and trying to kind of move into a foreign space that we're not really known for right mm-hmm. so it's dope that we build each other mm-hmm. up and yeah i mean hopefully down to like three to five years from now on we'll be in a different place mm-hmm. hopefully celebrating and everything hopefully we'll, so, we'll have sure. our own place yeah. on bridal showers <laughs> <laughs> yeah drake's yeah. name you know? <laughs> but on a real note yeah we'll we'll plug in um youngjin's uh, social media onto our page um yeah everything in the comments yeah so if you guys are looking for some fire beat make sure to check him out because all three of us can vouch that it's it's oh yeah. man yes sir thank you quite humbling thank you thank you right. yeah just want to thank thank you again for joining us um i know it's not easy to take an hour of your life yeah. especially your life yeah make it sound like i'm really busy or something i'm not as busy as you would think <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to pick you up, you know. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. no, no, but no, right. no, but seriously, like seriously, thank you, thank you. Yeah, for, uh, thanks, Roger. Again, thanks. Respect, respect, man. Thanks to our listeners for listening to this episode to this far, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, if you guys have any feedback or suggestions on topics or other guests that you want us to uh, get on to our podcast, let us know in our DMs. Um, by following us on our Instagram page at The Young and Finch. Yep, and just to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes, follow us on Spotify and, and uh, give us a rating and review if you like um, the podcast on Apple Music Store. With that being said, we'll catch you guys next time. Have a good week. Peace, Peace out. Peace. It's, it's, it's related <laughs> somewhat. I have a question over here. Next question. Yes. It's Sports not, News TV. <laughs> it's not out of the blue. But you you want enough TV. <laughs> Down. That's what I didn't mean to call you that. Girl. No, no, no. no, no. Um, so...